there are individuals out there that you must invite to come along in this journey that I'm going on. And there are people that are ready to get on board and to go on this journey and have something change for them. That aha moment that I had, Mm -hmm. that's the focus all the time. That's what will continue to drive me. And that was great. Try this bad boy emphasize. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no judgment zone. A certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. We're live today on the decision table, so thank you for coming out, and we are just going to have a full-on conversation. I don't know about you, but last year was a pretty interesting year with some few little challenges and a few little pivots and changes just just yeah just 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 a small bit a tiny little bit right (laughs) and it's funny because i was listening at the end to a lot of leaders actually across the world and conversations around what you know what they were seeing what they were feeling where they were at and it's funny because when they were moving and they thought that it was going to change and everything's going to be so different from the turn of that clock. And I thought, well, the mm-hmm. only way anything is going to change is if we do it differently. And I was like, well, what am I going to do at the turn of the clock that is going to be different right from the start to sort of almost reset and make sure that this year was not going to be a repeat of last year? You know, there were some amazing things, but there, it was a really challenging year, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And and I know lots found it that way. So I decided that every day for the, the month at least in January, yeah. I would have conversations on the decision table with amazing people anywhere, friends of mine across the world. And we would look at something that I'm I'm going to be putting together a white paper around, and that is the new approach to leadership. So, um, really, you know, we have, when we get together, we talk. We have many things to say. We don't hold back. And that's what this is for, like us just to have a conversation around that, around anything, and just seeing how that shows up in your world. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it, uh, maybe you're not seeing a need for a new approach to leadership. I'd love insights around that as we continue talking today. So are you up for it? I am up for it and I definitely have a lot to say, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk too. So today I'm wearing a cap because I just wanted to get in rapport with you because I know you love your caps. You look really good in caps too, by the way. Thank can you, you hear me okay? Is, is the volume all right? Dude, I can hear you loud okay. and clear. All right, good. Perfect. Fantastic. I want to make sure. So yeah, you look very good in hats too, by Thank the way. You. So I, I love wearing them. I always have, even as a teenager. Some people don't look good in hats. They don't. But it's true. But you look good well, in hats. What type of head do you need for a hat? You know, I don't know what it is, but my my wife looks extremely good in hats. I wish she wore hats more. Um, yeah. she, so I just, I don't know, something about it. Uh, you know, I saw a picture of you on Facebook. I'm like, wow, you're really, really good in hats. But I think I did message you. I'm like, you look good in a hat. Thanks. <laughs> but, I you know, know for, for ladies, sometimes more they want to show their, you know, they want to show the hair off and, and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. Some people just... There's something about a hat. I don't know what it is. It's just some yeah, people in hats. cool, huh? I just love the fact that we can be us. And I think, if anything, yeah. that's what I want to see going forward. Uh, you know, whatever you're doing in your world, that you can be just you. And I, and I think that that's not always been an easy thing, particularly as leaders in your own sphere of influence. Like, how do you turn up? What are people going to say, not say? Is it going to be accepted? Is it going to just make it so hard? I don't know. What are your thoughts of that? You know, uh, one of, you know, I was sitting around having a conversation with my son and he goes, Dad, do you remember Y2K? And hmm. I'm Go like, on. do I remember Y2K? I said, I remember when everyone was sitting around looking at the clock, waiting for all the planes to drop. Well, you know, it's going to hit midnight and all the planes in the sky 
we're going to drop out of the sky and computers were going to shut off. And basically all this catastrophic stuff was going to happen. And everyone sat around and they watched the clock and it turned. All yeah. the planes stayed in the air. They did, and, didn't they? You know, the reason he brought that up is because we're all sitting around watching yeah. the countdown for the new year. And it was kind of that same reflection like, okay, when it turns midnight, everything is going to be behind us. Yeah. And, you know, we're starting, we're starting over. And, you know, it was just a topic of conversation that we had. And there is a lot of different things. There are things that we need to do differently in 2021 now that we're mm -hmm. in it. Um, you know, I love the decision table and everything at the top of that looks absolutely fantastic. So whoever did that. Um, I did. Looks amazing. <laughs> I love that. The decision table. Decision yeah. positive global. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just sitting underneath that, having my image underneath that up there. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. So good job on that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a time for, I mean, we talked about this today as a family, uh, today, mm -hmm. Sunday for us. I know you're already into your Monday. You're in the future, which absolutely blows my mind. Every time we talk, mm -hmm. you're into the future. Um, but we sat around today as a family, as part of our church. And we just talked about, you know, we talked about leadership. We talked about things that we need to, things we need to do in the family, um, yeah different ways we need to lead in the family. And uh, so we had a lot of good cop topics um, we had today and a lot of decisions were made today. Mm. I think that we're going to do differently and uh, going into 2021 and these decisions were made because we're looking for a different outcome. We're looking yeah. for uh, different things to happen. And uh, so, yeah, it was an interesting conversation. Okay, today, you can't, you can't open that loop and say we had a great, you know, conversation and we were talking about it and then we made some decisions. What were some of the things that came up? I'd be glad to talk about that. Yes. So I can go into that. So we, one of the things is from a timing standpoint for our family, from a functioning standpoint, I'm a father of nine. Those of Curie Marie knows that those of you yeah. that, are introduced to me for the first time. I have nine children. And so we have um, two of them that are not living at home. One is married. Uh, the other one is not living with us because of COVID-19. He plays sports. He football and does football and wrestle. Oh. And my wife had brain surgery. So we have to very be very careful in COVID-19 exposure. He comes in contact with a lot of people because <laughs> of the sports. And mm -hmm. so he is living with another one of the families that are, uh, they have a son that plays sports as well. So we just have that, we have more minus two at home. But one of the things that we decided is one thing that's going to be really important to our family yeah. is having a better routine as a family. I'm not talking about individual routines. I'm talking mm -hmm. about what, what type of routines can we do as a family that's going to help all of us yeah. You know, be happy, be happier, um, feel like we're getting more done in the day to feel closer as a family. I mean, we've never been we're closer now than we've ever been as a family as a result of being home so much. Yes. But we we're looking at different things that we could do, decisions that we could make that we could use that word pivot, which is used yeah. a lot right now um, so that we would be more efficient as a family. And so one of the decisions that we came up with that we're going to lock set. We're going to really zero in on is a wake up time as a family yeah, and a bedtime as a family. And with a lot of moving parts and a lot of kids and a lot of people doing different things. So, so that was one, it was a big thing. It was a big win. We're going to, so here we are. Here's what we're going to do. We're getting together uh, at yeah. a certain time we call spiritual time and nice. we get together as a family and mm -hmm. At that time, an alarm goes off, and actually, I want to say Alexa. She, I don't want to know. She heard me. She heard <laughs> yeah, me. Otherwise, she's like, so "What do you want, Chris?" Her. <laughs> when you know, when I say her, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah her. She yeah. she goes off and says, "Hey, everybody, it's spiritual time." She does it no, twice. That's very cool. As an announcement, so it goes to every room has one of her in it, so wow. everyone knows to come and congregate at the table, and we're going to read some scriptures together. Um, sure out of, uh, of Holy scripture. And then we'll pray, uh, yes. together as a family. And, yeah. and a lot of times, most of the time we're praying for everybody else. We have a list of people yeah. we pray for and we pray for them. And then at that point, when we're done, hmm. everybody goes to bed, put your meditation app, your column app or whatever you do, everyone winds down. 
Hmm. Lights out at 10. That's Hmm. it. So we feel that making that decision, just that one will create a domino effect and a whole bunch of other things are going to go right for us as a family. There's, there's a lot of outcomes that we'll get from that one thing. We're going to get up earlier. People are going to be well rested. They're going to be not as cranky in the morning. And so anyway, so opening that. Wait on, wait on, wait on, Christopher. You have to say good morning to Nikhil. He's on here right now. Nikhil, good morning, my friend. Uh, as Nikhil references to me, uh, Lord Christopher. Yes, he's done that. Is here. Um, that he did that. Okay, good. Yes. Did I tell you what he did for me, Carrie Marie? You, you have know? to in a second. You, I, I do actually know about like okay. tell the world because I think it's cool. Um, but just on that routine. So Nikhil and I had a conversation and okay. it was it we talked a lot about the challenge that we've been doing well i've completed it i'm actually on phase one right now and that is around the whole um 75 day challenge and what was fantastic about that was not that these things that i was for me it wasn't that i was doing actually anything crazier than I already do it was mm-hmm. that i was being consistent around it mm-hmm. and and yeah, and I think that consistency builds a routine in your world that yep. then, of course, uh, it flows into your professional world. So what you do personally goes into your professional, same professional into your personal. And I think that, um, you know, this getting up at a certain time, going to bed, setting that time apart for spiritual time you know, is something that will springboard not just yourself, but your family. It'll mm-hmm. connect you guys as even more so as a family, but also with, you know, a joint purpose. I think that's a huge thing as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also a time where there's a safe space where as a family you could bring some things up probably. So it'll be interesting to watch that unfold. And I look forward to, you know, hearing throughout the year what that sort of the learnings from that. Thank you. I'll definitely update you. There's one yeah. more thing that we threw in there and I'd love to say this. So we're, we, we do personal interviews mm. with our kids and personal interviews. we're going to get, we're going to be more faithful about this part of the new year's resolution. I hate saying that, but just part of, part of making change. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Why you do you like, hate it? Why is this such a thing on this new year's resolution thing? I, Tell me. No, it's like, do you love New Year's resolutions? Do you not? Like, I am hearing it so much. And is it because, uh, and I'll say this and then I'm going to ask, throw it back to you. But okay. is it because people don't like setting a goal and failing because so many set it and fail by February? And so we're being softer as humans going, oh, New Year's resolutions isn't the way to go. Do you know what? Setting goals is the way to go. And <laughs> shifts, having shifts along the way, whether, and that goal can be tiny, it can be huge. I don't care. But if we aim at nothing, I don't know. Anyway, I'll get off that one. No, I, I guess, you know, there was someone else that called it something else. And I can't remember, you know, instead of saying New Year's resolutions, that they, they had a new way of saying it. I'm like, that's brilliant. I love it. Oh, so we we can still do it, but yeah. we've got to change the name now. We got to change the name of it. It, just seems, like, <laughs> Sorry, it, just, it just seems like that name's kind of beaten into the ground. It, it's kind of like when you walk into a room and you tell someone that you sell insurance, everyone right. runs away from you. Yes. Because you're like, what? You don't sell insurance? So you say New Year's resolution, people are like, uh, but so maybe we come up. I can't remember what this person called it. But anyway, we're going to do interviews with our kids. Um, We're going to try and do them uh, once a month. And that's where my wife and I get together. We sit down with them one on one. And it's not like we bring the spotlight in like they're being interrogated by a detective. It's just (laughs) it's FaceTime one on one time just with them. No distractions where we're going to sit down and just say, hey, how you doing? How's everything going? And just check in with them on a, you know, an intimate, close, one-on-one opportunity and get them used to doing this so that it's something that they look forward to and it's an opportunity Mm. for them to be able to. And we've done this in the past and it's been great because we've had some of our children open up with things that they're struggling with. Yeah. They felt comfortable talking to us about it. So we got away from it because we were around each other so much being home with COVID and everything. 
we kind of just, well, we're around each other talking all the time, so we don't need to do it. But as part of a change or a new year's resolution, I said it, um, we (laughs) are going to start doing this faithfully. And so I'm excited tonight. We're going to do that tonight before the spiritual time at nine 30. We're going to do that with each one of the kids. And I'm looking forward to it because it's something that we used to do a lot and we got away from it and now yeah. we actually structure it in. So you, you know, it's beneficial. So it just becomes consistent in it. Um, Nikhil says here, we have a cultural, cultural expectation to fail with new year's resolutions. People don't want to set themselves up to fail. So they avoid it. And I think that's what yeah. bugs me about it is just because you've failed or it hasn't worked for you. That doesn't mean that it's a bad thing or that it, and I, and and it's not about the New Year's resolution. Like I actually don't. Whatever, if that chooses to have a New Year's resolution or not, you choose you you don't. You know, whatever. I'm I choose themes, and mm-hmm. so this year the theme is uh, what if I can see, you know, and how do I see, and all that kind of concept around seeing humanity. Uh, and I want to be able to see humanity this year. Like, and for me, that's sort of my lens in which I use it. So it's a lens in which I choose to make decisions out of. And this is part of that decision is, well, I believe if I'm to grow an awareness around humanity and what humanity is needing right now, then mm-hmm. I need to have new conversations each day because yeah. that's going to build me and shift me along the way. So that's my theme this month is around the whole new approach to leadership. So you know, it kind of interests me that that we we have to either change the name or we have to make it sound a bit sexier because it didn't sound really cool because it was done differently or really we're just covering something up and we're doing the same thing again and hoping it'll change. I, and, and it's those things that bug me. Mm-hmm. And I think how often in leadership is is that what leaders are doing or have done or will we continue to do it? And I just think, hey, if you choose to have year, New Year's resolutions, do it. But do it proud and don't worry if no one else is doing it. But if that's mm-hmm. what works for you and that's what you need to be doing, and then it'll flow with everything else that you do as well. Like mm-hmm. if I choose to be a woman that can be quite vocal at times around particular things that I don't agree on, then I'm okay to be like that because that's me being true to who I am. Yeah. And and I think, you know, often in, you know, in what we're doing that we're not seeing that or there's backlash to that or consequences or it's just not the thing to do. I feel that one thing that we want to focus on is as far as new resolutions or goals or whatnot, setting things that are going to make, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, instead of saying we want to be a closer family. Okay, great. Instead, we're like, all right, let's come up with an action, something that we can do. That's a new resolution. And that action, a lot of people, goals and great goals are important, but what we want to do is we want to focus on things that are going to make change versus saying, you know, yeah, nice. like I said, be closer as a family. Okay, great. Well, how about if we have a goal where we get together and for our spiritual time and then we do this and this? The 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 result of that, the benefit of that, if we do that, is going to be the closeness we're going to have as a family. So our goal, our focus, our resolution is to actually look at an action, something that we can physically do that's going to get I us love that. And that kind of I just see a mess, uh, you know, a comment here by Tanya. And she says, I dumped New Year's resolutions too. I switched out the word to my intentions, which is more what you're saying for the year. Then I can match my daily actions and intentions, etc., in alignment with that. See, to me, that's awesomeness, right? Kudos. That is very good. A nice, very nice. And Nikhil says, we also have a cultural view of failing as bad, but fail promotes growth. I think this is a good little uh, segue into that conversation around failing and growth. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I had to do a whole year, seriously, a whole year on my whole goal for the year was failing, making mistakes. And that sounds so stupid, mm-hmm. but for me, uh, in the past, if I'd made mistakes, there was huge consequences to those mistakes as a young girl growing up. Mm-hmm. And so I took that on into my young adulthood and into, you know, a little bit further into adulthood. And, you know, so when I was, in, you know, began in business, 
a few moons ago now, uh, you know, I didn't want to fail. I was a perfectionist in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And so that was literally my theme. And it turned into a year and a half before I could master actually realizing that failure wasn't a fail. It was actually an opportunity for me to springboard to the next. Mm-hmm. And, it beca- and it became something I actually looked forward to what I was going to learn from that. Henry Ford, uh, I love his quote. I'll never forget it. He basically says, failure is just another opportunity to begin more intelligently. Ooh, and that's so from good. A guy, I mean, Henry Ford, I know there's some negative things about him when you get into that. Uh, but as a whole, I mean, as far as an entrepreneur and someone that built something and changed and impacted the world with automobiles. And I'm from yeah. Detroit, Michigan, so obviously... Henry Ford, I'm a little bit closer to him than than you are over in Australia. Correct. Yeah. I'm from the Motor City, but yes. uh, you know it is true. Failure is an opportunity. Begin more intelligently. Okay, look, I did that. I failed on that. Why did I fail on it? What can I improve on? How can I begin more intelligently? How can I tweak this? And this is something I try and ingrain in my kids because, Kiri, you're so right. Failure and what I have seen taught yeah. to my kids. Yes. Is failures. No, 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 no. That's bad. Failures bad. Whoa. Wait a second. No, not really. Um, I mean, my kids are big kids in the sports. Mm. I mean, if you fumble that football, holy cow, does it change Uh, the course of the game? Yeah. How how can you not like, well, I don't want to fail. I don't want that to happen. Well, a lot of conversations about that. I mean, sports. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, if you end up failing as a human, then you and you have this fear of failing. As a human, guess what we will do? We'll never go to do anything that we might think that we will fail. Mm-hmm. So, if you think about risk, uh, you know, I don't know. There's there's things that we need to take some risk on. And we don't want to because if we do that and we fail, then that's going towards pain, not to something that we actually know there's benefit to, right? And I think that's that's so often the way with humanity that we can, we can, you know, and how we build things around us, our culture and what we're doing, that if we think there's going to be pain, if we think there's going to be failure in it, we just won't even go there or we won't stick to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it hurts. People are like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel that way. You know, yeah. your body naturally, your body naturally avoids that. Your brain is like, Whoa, wait a second. I don't want anything to do with that. So not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. failing forward, I, I try and teach this to my kids all the time, you know, fail forward, fail forward. Uh, and, there's some of them are starting to get it. My one son that's uh, 17 years old, we've had conversations about that. And uh, it's just so important. I'm like, fail forward, fail forward, fail forward. But is it fail? Is it failure if it's if there's a learning from it? Are we actually meant to change that word around? And if it wasn't failure, what would we call it? What? So taking that phrase, I mean, you've heard that before, yeah. right? Fail forward. How would, have. We, how would we change that? What would be a good way to change? I mean, I love the concept of it, fail forward, but we change the word fail. Um, learn. Because fail to forward. me goes, oh, I'm going to stuff it up is what we would say. Stuff it up. Stuff it out. Ruin it. Mm. Right? And to me, I don't want to ruin forward. I want to shift forward. I want to learn forward. I want to develop forward. I want to move forward. I want momentum forward. I don't know. Decide forward. isn't it? Side forward, move forward. Yeah, I I see where we're going with this. Because here's the thing, and I think this is so, I was actually in a conversation with someone around this yesterday because I see it a lot when people come into my world. And it's like, I know that I don't want to do it this way. So say failure. I know that I don't want to fail. But if I wasn't to fail, what would I do? How could I do it? How would that look differently? What lens would I use instead? Mm-hmm. If it wasn't failure, you know, and many would say success, but what is it? Like if it's not failure, for me it's growth because I, I always go challenges are going to come along the way. Now what am I going to learn from it? Or if we use what Nikhil said, having been in the fitness industry, mm-hmm. I love anything talking about the gym and muscles and health and all that sort of thing. So if we think about that, 
is it it's growth it's development it's it's you know with the whole muscle side of it like i don't know i don't know that i reach failure i reach the point of uh that i push that i thought i couldn't go to before so what mm -hmm. is that new levels mm -hmm. level level forward <laughs> i'm thinking level up but do you know what i mean like I yeah, think that's I do. an interesting concept. I do. I do. I do know what you mean. I mean, there's these are things and phrases that, you know, we hear about all the time. And and some of them are way overused and some of them are kind of like, you know, kind of that stock thing yeah. that they use to try and motivate you to get you going. And, uh, you know, I'm not for that stuff. I, I like the way I like the fact that you think different. Really different. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I mean, the first time you and I ever spoke, I'm like, wow. Kimberly really looks at things drastically differently. I love it. It's refreshing because uh, I think, you know, we always do what we always done. We always get what we always got. You know, if we yeah. think about those, you know, think about things different, you know, just like talking about New Year's resolutions. When I said, oh, you know, ah, New Year's resolution is bad phrase. Well, is it really bad? You know, yeah. well, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just, you know, we look at it through a different lens. So I like that. Yeah. Why, why do you think it would be benefit? And this is because I'm literally having these conversations to hear new insights or mm -hmm. to hear how you see it or perceive it. So I always talk about new lenses and, and what if we were to use a different lens? And I think this is part of the new approach to leadership. Mm -hmm. How would you see that changing if you were to use new lenses and what you do? You know, when I, when I think of it from a literal sense, you know, looking through a new lens, I mean, I'm looking into a camera right now that has yeah. a lens on the front of it, um, which drives me nuts because I want to look at the, I want to look at the TV. I want to look at the monitor so I can see your face. Well, I am, I've got my camera there, but I still look here. I mean, my camera's maybe five inches above my mind. I got to figure this yes. out a lot bit better because it, you know, I'm looking into the camera right now. So I'm looking at you, but I really, I like, I'm a, I like to look at someone's face. Yeah, so me I'm too. That's why I have to do it. Yeah. So I got to fit. But anyway, um, ask your question again because I just completely had a, a brain. <laughs> like, sorry. I love sorry. that about us. I had a stroke July 19th. So I, I've got my brain is. Oh my is gosh, even I don't. And I didn't so, even have a stroke and I'm I'm struggling to remember what that was. I, I'm 48 years old. And so I got a little part of my brain that's, you know, out of, you know, there's a little out of order spot up in my head. So <laughs> occasionally I just completely. You know, what was I just eating? I don't know. I can't remember. But remind me what I was just eating. You know, it's my wife's like, you're eating that. And so it's. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking. I, all I know, I, I do remember the bit of. Oh, I got it. Lens the it. new lens. The new, new lens. lens. Yes, me yes. too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. And Nikhil's probably like, keep it together, guys. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I love it. I think it's great. So why? So looking through a new lens. So anyway, I'm looking at this lens and I'm thinking, yeah. you know, when you when you put a new lens on, I have a friend that's a photographer. Yes. And when she puts on another lens, the angles that she can get, you know, she can go wider. Like, you know, if you want a wider shot, we have family pictures taken and, you know, I have nine kids, so, you know, you can't see in the picture, but she's like, let me change my lens. She had to change her lens so that she could fit everybody into the picture. So you've got a, you've got a telephoto lens, that allows you to be able to zero in on one thing and get really specific on that one thing, or you've got your wide lens that kind of gives you a 30,000 foot view of things. So I think every situation in life, pick that lens that you want to look through. I mean, sometimes we need to really focus in mm -hmm. telescopic lens, boom, right in there, laser, laser approach on that or other times. So, all right, let's pan out. Let's kind of look at everything. Um, and so I think, knowing that you need to look at things through a different lens knowing when to put on that other lens is very important because it has a lot to do with the decision that you make on something is based yeah. on how you're looking at it and just so which is which is of course my whole focus on it is focus huh? uh, my whole thinking on it is like what if we have a different lens 
then what decisions could we use or be making at the table that would then change the solutions we come up with, right? Like mm-hmm. a little bit of a pattern thing there. And and I think that creates around this whole awareness piece where I don't even know what lens to use sometimes because I haven't been in the conversation. I've not, I've not um, even been in a space or an environment where I've had to use that lens. But I kind of get really excited. It's something we were starting to talk about when we, before we came live on here. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I'm, you know, over this Christmas break, I try to do something. Um, you know, I only had kind of three days that I was really off the grid because just the season I'm in, I'm working pretty solidly right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but these, you know, two of the days I really, I literally just sat in front of Netflix and I tried to watch something totally out of my space. And there's actually a reason to it. There's a reason because I think I get so caught up and you think this is just the world you're in. This is what it's about. This is how you look. And you start having a lot of biases and conditionings because you're not pushing yourself out of these environments or thinking, right? right? right. And so I I kind of get fascinated and I'm watching this series on the cartel. And, it, you know, let's be clear, I'm not advocating the value system, the belief system, the thinking behind all that. But what fascinates me and I think this is always the truth, is I, I, can, I can be involved in a world, have very different beliefs, very different value system, mm-hmm. very different thinking, but I can still learn from it. And, and what I think is fascinating is their ability to build community and take people on a journey with them where that person never, ever intended to come on that journey with them. And yet within time if you watch and and the way they build relationships which we'll talk about in a minute Mm -hmm. on the importance of relationships and it just fascinates me because it's not a lens I normally use of course it's not the way I do life but I'm fascinated to how people get involved in that or why why their thinking was to even make a decision to be doing some of the things they do in that show Mm mm-hmm any thoughts? You know, I love, uh, I, I kind of have the same passion. I love, I, I do like to watch stuff like that and <laughs> kind of think about that. So, but the only problem in my household, my wife likes to watch something completely different. So if I have to watch that type of stuff, she has to be asleep before I can get into uh... that because so, she does not interest in that, to, you know. Um, so anyway, how I think about that. No, I think that's very, I think my belief is that you can learn something from every situation you can learn, you know, even, even if you take, I mean, you take the evil and all the crazy things, Correct. you you take all that, you take all that and you're like, Oh, wow. But, uh, I had a mentor with, Mm. I still stay in contact with today and I'll never forget this. He looked, I was in his office and I was a salesperson for him. He was my manager. And we were talking about somebody that I was having difficulty with in the office that was causing a lot of discomfort for me as far as interacting with this person. And so his name was, my mentor was Tom. And Tom Mm -hmm. said, Christopher, I'm a visual person. I'm a very visual person. Obviously, I brought that up because I wanted to look at you as I'm talking. Um, So he said, Christopher, I want you to picture this. He says, with that person, he says, push back all the bad things or mm-hmm. push back all those negative things, just push them back in a way off to the side and then look at the person for those things that they have that are positive, that they bring to the table that you can celebrate. And he said, in everybody, you can push back those negative things. And when you push yeah. those back below the surface, there's going to be something good. And so he said, he challenged me. He said, when you leave my office and you go out into the room, and you're in the bullpen there as it was where all the salespeople were all close together in this room. Basically what this one girl was doing is she was stealing my sales. So I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I, there, there was a sale and she heard me over talking that I was going to go present it to somebody. And then she yes. would go in the other room and call that person before me and sell it to them before me, knowing that I was going to call. So mm-hmm. 
And, you know, obviously I'm upset about that because she's still taking money out of my family's pocket by, you know, selling to the person before I was going to go to. But Tom said, Christopher, push away that negative and yeah. there's positive. And he said, trust me, just try it. So guess what? I did what he told me to do. And I did this to this one person. And when I push that aside, I'm like, oh, my word. She is absolutely phenomenal at mm-hmm. this aspect of getting someone to say yes to her exactly. in the sales process. Well, all yeah. I was focused on the fact of what she was doing. So he made me come back at the end of the day and report to him and mm-hmm. say, so how did it go? And I said, well, she does this really, really good. And he goes, yes, she is really good at that. He says, are you going to start applying that to how you do things now? I said, absolutely. He said, what are you going to do about the other stuff? I said, I'm going to push it aside. I'm going to ignore it. And I got that one. So he just told me, out of every person you come in contact with, push the negative out of sight, and there's going to yes. be something good in there. So just like you said with this cartel thing you're watching, you know what? Yeah, there's a lot of craziness of it. But really, oh, yeah. look at it. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I learned this a long time ago. I, Curie Marie, I'm not good at doing this. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting better. But when I do apply it, a um, lot, lot lessons learned. Yeah, and I think I think that's you know I always talk about um, being able to exercise the muscle of human intelligence, and when you're able to start using a muscle, start exercising it, you look. And for me, human intelligence is looking through a different lens, mm-hmm. in which we can think different, be different, act different, whatever it is. You know, like that. There is this whole space of being able to think intelligently, smart decisions, smart thinking. And I think that we often have in the past let things where, and, and, you know, there's been a lot of racial tension. There's been a lot of political statements being said. There's been a lot of things that are creating challenges, which I believe is bringing division and not connection mm-hmm. uh, across the world. And what if we were to look through the lens knowing that if, if we made smart decisions through through uh, the muscle of human intelligence and we actually saw humanity as stakeholders at the decision table, how different would that be in maybe we disagree with everything that's being said, but we agree with one thing one thing that is being said and we just love that and together we could actually connect on that piece and that's when i think that would be seeing humanity at a decision table because we know that this is going to add value to humanity not take away from it rather than it's christopher and kerry murray and they disagree on everything on this table except for one thing mm-hmm. but Together, we know that that one thing is going to be something that we can connect, knowing that as a human in this race of life together, that we could actually move or shift it forward. Everyone spends a tremendous amount of time focusing on the things, on those other things, and not celebrating those things that we can work on together. I mean, and I believe that society in a way I mean, that's that's kind of the root of a lot of the problems that we have. I mean, whether it be political or whatnot, you know, we're not zeroing in on, you know, what are those things that we can. I mean, take Kira Marie, take what you just said. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy smokes, if we could just if if that could be applied more, um, think of the things that we could accomplish. It, yeah. it sometimes it's mind blowing for me to think about that. Um and we're not so doing- for you it's mind blowing for me that builds excitement that builds absolute possibility of the fact that we need to innovate something different at the table mm-hmm. and that excites me in so many different ways right it it is exciting you know i always i i say to myself one of the things for me personally is you know i tend to worry you know what is someone going to think about me or you're worried about you know what is yeah. someone going to think about you know, if I do this or I do that, how which goes back to that resolutions conversation, right? Yes. So there was a political person that uh, there was some really good things that this person did, but the one thing that this person was really good at was not caring what other people thought of him. Now, uh, this was in the past. Now, I know there could be some negatives to that as well, but what I mean by that is mm. he took he took action. 
he did things, or if something happened or something didn't go right, or if there was something for him to be embarrassed about, about a failure that he had, you know, very willing to get up in front of the world and everyone knew what he did, but was able to get up in front of a camera in front of the world and, and pull himself together and continue to move forward and go past the fact of worrying about what everybody was thinking of him and not having that affect you know, decisions that he's making or things that he's working on. And so it goes back to what I was saying, you push away the bad, and you look at the good, you know, that's yeah. something good that I can apply in my life. You know, don't be so concerned about what everybody thinks of you because that's going to slow me down for the potential of the things that I could be doing, being concerned about what others are thinking about me. So, okay, let's use that for an example. Okay. So you think about it. What's stopping you right now? Because you worry about what people are thinking about you. So sometimes, uh, gal, if you want me to be like specific, yeah. like pick something. Of course, of course. Just okay. and don't overthink it. Just what comes to you. Okay. Time. So I have uh, I have something now that uh, I've launched um, a course, and I'm teaching people how to build relationships. Yeah. And one of the things that would delay me from getting that out there is worried about you know maybe someone might not like this or maybe they might not think it's a good idea or you know maybe they think that everybody does this and this isn't really something as spectacular as it what it really is so maybe you might as well not even bother doing it um so so if we just take that if we just take that right yeah so maybe someone's not gonna like it maybe someone's not gonna um you know it's not gonna be the way they thought it would be whatever those things are right right is and that might be truth and it, even so, that might be a maybe. So it's not a, that's a perceived, you know, problem. It's right. not a real problem. So that's an interesting concept in itself. Yeah. And then what if 99 people absolutely loved it and there was just that one person? Do you think that thought and the time, the energy that you're putting into that might be a little bit off balance? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, so then it's like, well, now we're spending energy on something that I should be actually thinking and spending that time and energy and on those 99 people that are going to love it. Mm -hmm. So, and then the third thing is that one person might not be the right person to be in there with you right. on this journey, on the pathway forward. But those 99 people are meant to be with you. How are how's that going to impact not just what they're learning there, but all those great things that they're going to get from it and impact in their sphere of influence. How many more is that now going to impact? Huge. I mean, you can't count. It's a ripple. So effect. Give me one thing that it could impact for them. What do you mean by that? Sorry. So if you think about it, not only just in their world, they're going to learn something from building right, relationships. Right. What can that now Maybe one person's going to build a great relationship and mm -hmm. that's going to affect how in their sphere of influence. It's just going to, it will, it will go, it will, uh, it's like a domino effect. I mean, it's going to, that person's going to affect someone else and someone else and someone else. In what way else. though? Give me a specific way they could. Here's a, here's an example. Yeah, so an example. example could be now, because I know how to build a relationship with someone different, mm -hmm. I am able to open up an opportunity and get a new partnership in the door. A collaborative partnership mm -hmm. because I learned from what you have just taught me. Mm -hmm. So that's going to now help change lives because from that partnership, we're going to increase the economic, you know, capacity that we have as a company. And mm -hmm. from that, we're going to help clients to be able to set goals better because of the New Year's resolution. I had to put that one in. Set goals okay. better. They're going to be able to now have the right pathway to, to go ahead and they're going to get so many more people coming into their doors. So already we've got a domino effect, right? Mm -hmm. From one thing, from mm -hmm. one person, that is a possibility, right? Right. So what's a, what's a result that they could get from yours? Result? Well, I mean, your example is amazing. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the collaborate. I mean, one relationship, uh, yes. one door. If someone applies those things, I mean, someone is literally one relationship away from blowing the doors off of their business or having that contact that they need. I mean, there's so many people that have so many wonderful things that they can share to the yes. world 
there's so many wonderful things that people are going to have to leave their impact on the world. But sometimes that person needs one other person as part of that piece of the puzzle to be able to take it to the level where it needs to go. And some people don't know how to get that connection with that person. I mean, bringing two people together on one project, they both contribute something that takes everything to the next level. So if people don't have those relationships, if they're not able to make those connections, it's going to limit how big and how far it is that they can go with what they have, that they have to share the world. And so I know. Oh, so how does that make you feel knowing that? Yeah, it makes when I say that it makes you feel really good inside. It makes you feel. No, like, no. How does it really make you feel? Happy. Feel it. Happy. Good. Oh, it what makes else? you feel happy. It, it. Uh, you know, you can, you feel it in here. I I could hear you get excited about it too, right? Yeah, you could. <laughs> you could. I could right. hear. I, I was getting excited about it. I mean, you see, my shoulders go up and yeah. my posture changes and and everything, but. You know, you've got those two people on the shoulder. You've got the one. No, no, on the no, no. So, so here's the thing: you went back, and you and you reverted back to. I've got this other one here, where the and then this is part of what I want to talk about, and <laughs> so much of my work. But again, it's All like right. going well, New Year's resolution or not. Well, we can choose whether we want to do that or not. We mm-hmm. don't need the world to decide whether that's the right thing for us, or is this the capacity in which we do things? And in your case, you can let those other things stop you go back to your default system which by the way does hold you back but it holds you back because of one person not those 99 person people that you could be helping change their world and that you don't know what the on domino effect is because actually Mm -hmm. in their sphere because they're now built that relationship that's a whole lot of different people that they can be affecting and that is what is interesting is we often focus in on the things that will stop us Right. Rather than going, what will drive us that we will do it no matter what? Exactly. <laughs> no matter what. And that should be driving you, right? That you know that if I put this out there, and it's okay if some don't want to come on this journey, but those that do, I am helping someone who can then help to change the world. Like, I don't know about you, but that's kind of a driver for me. I, you don't know about me. No, you know about me. That is, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, and if you have time, I've got one more that I'd love to bring up that you, you know, if you want to, <laughs> of course, go for want it. to stay, in, stay in this department uh, for a second and see, now let me say something. Yeah. It's not easy to be vulnerable. It's not easy to say, well, Hey, so I got one more for you. And this is something and I, that can I just say, thank you for being vulnerable. And mm-hmm. you, you say that, but it's even more so in leadership for leadership to be vulnerable. And I think that if we talk about a new approach to leadership, there has to be this space and this is a safe space right? Um, because there's no judgment on this. There is right. absolutely no judgment, but it's just, and that's again using a lens and going, hey, if we were to use a different lens mm-hmm. and we could open it up, does this sit better? Could this be a more effective way to do it, more efficient way to do it? And I think if we can do that in leadership, right? And and part of being in, in leadership is what if there was a vulnerability that we can start having, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and creating safe spaces where as a leader, that you were to go to new levels, then how does that have that domino effect in your sphere of influence, right? So thank you. I appreciate it. You know, when you bring up about being vulnerable, one thing I've learned as a parent, you know, 25 years being married, nine kids, um, and I don't know what period of that 25 years uh, that it finally, aha moment, like, wow, we need to be doing this more. The more vulnerable you are for your kids, I mean, a lot of, you know, I grew up in a generation where the parents knew everything. They had all the answers. You're wrong. We're right. And no, your parents were never emo- really emotional. They didn't show. They never, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I failed on that or I made a mistake. It was, you know, we always do everything right. Um, it's just kind of the generation that I grew up in. That was kind of the mentality of parenting. And w- one thing that I've learned, and I've actually learned this better from my wife, Jennifer, mm-hmm. is being vulnerable in front of your kids and yeah. then realizing, Hey, that really wasn't the best way that I could have done that. Or that wasn't a good, you know, being vulnerable to that, you know, to them. I mean, this is a whole mm. topic for a whole nother, um, inter, you know, us back and another forth. conversation, but uh, everything that you said 
I, I see how that's applied in us as parenting and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, having that vulnerability with your kids because they look at you and go, oh, I can really relate to mom and I can relate to them. They can relate to me. They see what I'm going through. You know, we might be at different levels, but mom and dad can kind of look at through, you know, looking at lenses, they can kind of see. So anyway, that what you're saying is absolutely amazing. But the other thing I wanted to bring up is one thing that yeah. I think is really important uh, that is a problem. Mm. And I suffer from this from time to time. And I've got things written on my wall to remind me not to do yes. this is basically what I have written on my wall is some quotes from some individuals that say, stop comparing yourself to others. others you yeah. know, don't, don't compare your middle to their end. I mean, you look at a lot of people that are successful and here's all the accomplishments that they're having. And when I say their end, you know, not the end of their life, but you know, don't compare your start middle to their end. And I think comparison syndrome is something that I've suffered with. And I see a lot of, I have some very well-established friends that are doing very well financially and well in their business, and they still suffer from comparison syndrome and social media causes, uh, I mean, contributes to that immensely. Everybody puts out on social media, how wonderful everything Mm -hmm. is and how great their lives are going. And sometimes you think, wow, mine's not going as well as what theirs is. Um, okay, I'm oh. going to stop you there because there's a huge story to that and we don't have the time today. But okay. um, there's Sorry to give you some things. big one. but No, 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 no. I think it's a fantastic one to go down. But here's what I would do and think about straight away is mm-hmm. you are so passionate and, and clear about what the comparison, you know, syndrome is yourself, right? Um what if you were to start going, if it wasn't comparison and it was I'm setting the pace as a leader in my own sphere of influence, I'm now going to be standing for what? I am going to be firm on what this looks like because this is so important in my belief system for this to be the new way of doing it. Mm-hmm. What if you were to go, Okay, if I'm to do all that and there was a future thing of how it could look like if it's not comparison, but it could be look like hope, it could look like peace, it could look like uh, success of um, and uh, you know more fathers being great with their kids mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, um, more of a situation where you can go, actually, I'm fantastic and I'm leading the way in the way that I am having, you know, building relationships and I've created something that I know is the best way to do it. And I think it's so easy for Mm -hmm. us to look at what other people are not doing because we're not confident with what we are doing. I think Mm -hmm. it's so easy to look at well, they do it this way, and if I do it differently, they're going to not like it. Well, innovation means that you do it differently. Innovation means that there's the possibility for you to bring something that is different and you need to actually pioneer something and bring people on that journey with you. And it's going to be dang hard. It's not easy, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the exciting part is if you don't like the way something's being done or you hate comparison, yet you find yourself falling into that, right? not comparing, what are you actually doing? Are you leading the way? Are you bringing some hope that maybe needs to happen but and you've worked through to get to that point, now bring others on that? And I think that is one of the biggest things is that we know we know where we fail. Mm-hmm. So... In your case, what do you see if you weren't suffering from comparison syndrome? What would you what would you be doing or having or now that we've had this conversation? Now I don't suffer from it all the time. I didn't say that. <laughs> no. But the fact that it's still some yeah. a default system that you can hook into mm-hmm. means that it's still there. So if you yeah. weren't having that, right. what would you rewire to? Well, I would rewire to staying in my lane perfect staying, staying with my my inspired thought process uh, you know the perfect. day 
when you when you have that moment when you have that aha moment where you're like boom this is what i'm supposed to do and this is what i'm supposed to do and i know why i'm supposed to do it and i know who it's going to impact yeah that is what i must go back to and that focus is don't okay yeah it's great what they're doing and it's great that they're making 150 million dollars or they're making whatever and whatever and whatever and whether whether they really are you really don't know that because they're just everyone's throwing you know but stay stay focused when you have that aha moment this is why this is why i'm doing it this is who i'm trying to impact this is the legacy i'm trying to make for my family this is what i'm trying to do for people that is the lens that i'm looking through when you know when that lens went on i'm like boom so that I believe, uh, and, and believe and have done and have felt, uh, which keeps you on Which is got you to where you are now. It's your right. starting point from today onwards. Here's right. the thing you need to think about is if I was to play a bigger level, what would that look like? How does that come about? And I would just head for that. I don't care. Like I'm one of those horses that don't have, a, you know, like have put the blinkers on to the, the side of me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like even, you know, they're the famous – uh, platform that everyone is talking about right now, um, you know, Clubhouse. Uh, Clubhouse, thank you. Um, I'm not on it. Why? Because I had so much to focus on right now that if I was to do that, it would be a massive, dis- you know, distraction in my world. And, and that's because I know where I need to be going. And for me, having a conversation and putting this and setting this time aside was way more important right now in amongst all the other things that I need to get done. And I think that's where we need to get so uh, so excited about what we're doing. Right. So realize that we are doing it a different way. And if so, then what does that look like and how can we bring others on that journey? That is absorbing my whole life right now is I've got this amazing thing that I do and and think and and you know and want to develop as a new approach to leadership. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be building it on my own. I want to take people on that journey. How do I do that the best way? And it doesn't mean that I've got it all right. It just means I've got some concepts. I've got some great starting points, some lenses in which we can start looking through mm-hmm. and together take people on that journey. And I think as soon as you think it's all about you, it's all about um, the fact that you have to know everything, like you were saying as a parent, mm-hmm. the fact that you have all the lenses and you know what to do, that takes away the fact that vulnerability is not a good thing, um, you know, and it takes away so many things and limits us because all of a sudden now we're stuck in a conditioning that everyone else is putting on us or we've put on ourselves. Mm -hmm. It actually doesn't need to be our reality. So does that help? I love it and love what you said about bringing how you say bring someone along for the journey with you. Yeah, Um, that is I don't want to use the word romantic because I know I think you know where I'm kind of going. There's, I think that's kind of beautiful. Bring I mean, on romantic. Woo. I mean, it's 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of a romantic. It's a warm mm. and fuzzy. And the biggest thing I think of uh, when we talk about relationship and but yeah. so when I started to talk about what it is that that I teach people, someone got exposed to it uh, just kind of indirectly, and this person was like, "This is amazing. I love it." And mm. I want to go on this journey with you. You know, let me come aboard. And it was like, absolutely. You can come aboard. Let's go. Um, And there are other people out there that want to come on board and and let's go. And those are the ones that we need to serve. Totally. And here's the thing. We've run out of time today, but we could talk for hours and we're going to be talking for hours. And that's that's the great thing. And and we talk about the journey. Leadership's a journey and mm-hmm. we don't have it all right. That's why we're having these conversations. That's why we're back and forth and thinking. And But there are some spots in which people can come. And, you know, I, I said yesterday on my call there, like very much so, of how I believe collaboration is, is a great way to build um you know this this new approach of of leadership as well and Mm -hmm. i don't know that there's been great examples and i'm i'm really busting to hear if there are great examples of really successful collaborative uh ways in which people do it 
in a, in a, and grow their capacity in that way. Um, because in my world, there has not been a lot of examples that are good. There's touches of it, but there's mm-hmm. not ecosystems that are built around specifically collaboration. And that's been the, my whole focus on what I'm building as a company. And I know us as, as two amazing humans across the globe, we have joined together and we are collaborating and uh, we will be releasing, I don't even know when, but when is when is our podcast meant to be coming out? So, so people had- really want to hear more of us talking. Yeah, so we're going to, so this week we're going to record uh, two two more podcasts and we're going to launch all those together. Uh, and so, yeah, I would say, I would say timely within two, I say within two weeks, something will be up that people. Okay, so you've go heard to. it, everyone across the globe now in two weeks time, you two should time. be checking it out. Uh, because, and what are we talking about? Like, what is, what's the title of it? Uh, the Impact More podcast. More. Yeah. The Impact of More podcast and what does that mean you got to tune in to listen to see what it's about exactly so that's one place (laughs) and from that we're going to build out some amazing cool things as well and a training and all sorts of different things so uh keep watching this space in that way and i i love it because we're joining together you with return on so the ror we didn't get to talk more about that but we do in our podcast a lot return on relationships and Mm -hmm. me return on decisions and then what does that look like together well again they'll need to check out the the podcast to what that pattern comes to um but you know i'm excited because you know i i think we're always stronger when we use you know not just your genius zone and my genius zone but we start mm-hmm. using across the world other people and um you know their genius zone and bringing that in to to make more effective leadership development going forward so you know that's one way we're shifting uh, you know, I always say from we want to go from problem to solution, and I feel like that's how we're shifting, you know, from problem to solution and shifting that dial forward. So I'm excited about that. If they want to know more about return on relationship, best spot for them to be able to connect with you is? Go to ROUniversity.com, ROUniversity.com. Yeah. How cool is that? It's super cool. And, you know, as you were talking – I'm a visual and I just, there was a card. I I envisioned two little figurines and some powerful hands just kind of scoot those two together. Yeah. And I really, I'm grateful for the opportunity to collaborate with you, Kiri Marie, because I feel like I feel a scoot. I feel like someone kind of went, I'm going to scoot these two little things together and let's see what these two can come up with. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for all of you out there because in the words of Kiri Marie, you're going to come along this journey with us. And uh, we look forward to when you come on this journey, because we're going to have a lot of fun on this journey together. Yeah. Okay. So just in finishing up, what have you got from this conversation today? What's something you're going to either learn or take with you or do differently? Biggest takeaway for me personally is the focus on going back to what I just said. There are individuals out there, that you must invite to come along in this journey that I'm going on. And there are people that are ready to get on board and to go on this journey and have something change for them. And the ones that aren't ready, maybe they will be someday, but let's focus on the ones that are ready uh, to come aboard. And, you know, that aha moment that I had, Mm -hmm. that's the focus all the time. That's what will continue to drive me. And, uh, that was great. Really great conversation today. And it benefited me so much. What was your takeaway? Yeah. So for me, it's um, the importance of refocusing the rewire. I think that that's such a good thing to be reminded of and to make sure that I'm putting that out and what I'm doing more of, um, because I know that that has helped change my decisions, but also helped change my relationships with others. Because, you know, when we, instead of seeing someone, you know, I had this amazing conversation with Mary yesterday about, um, you know, drugs and alcohol and addiction and things like that. And, and we, you know, one of the things she said was, we need to see we need to see them not as a person who is crazy because they've got these addictions, but 
really see them as a human first mm -hmm. and then and that they have value as a human and that actually um, they've got just got an addiction and like this is a problem that they have. And I think, well, you know, that is the beautiful thing that if we rewire instead of seeing it as comparison, but seeing it as future hope, a pathway that you might not know of now, but you really want to come and be curious to see how you could come on that journey with us. And I think just knowing that that is so important has just, that's today's conversation has reminded me of that. Love it. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, you're so welcome. And, um, you know, this has been another amazing decision table where like we've just been real raw and we just, you know, have, uh, I don't know, gone to different levels, there's no agenda to it. There's no requirement to it, boundaries. It's just whatever we decided to have a conversation around. And I'm truly honored to be able to have that with you today. Um, and I think you do this so well. And I was thinking about it yesterday. I was going, <laughs> oh, if Christopher was on this, um, he would have been terrified because I didn't do this. And it was like, if people are loving these conversations, <laughs> and want to um you know connect with me then you know reach out comment and and we will like i will get back to you but also if you love it that much and you want us to be able to have better conversations because people are asking more questions or putting more insights in these comments then share it with your the people in your world so you know we might have a few on now but then if a few start sharing it there's that domino effect. Comment, share, and like. The biggest okay. compliment you could give us is share this with somebody else. <laughs> He's so good at that, and I'm very grateful you're in my world and can do that because I always forget <laughs> things like that. It's like the housekeeping of it all. And I'm like, what they taught us since children? That? What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to share. <laughs> I just love, I, you yes. know, all that sort of thing is just like, that's why I have other people can do that sort of thing because I just, yeah, I just like being me. And I, I know you do too. Please share. From this moment. <laughs> All right. Big love to everyone on this broadcast. And I'm so excited that people have stayed with us for this long. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe. Ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change, and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.